Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 3. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi Mystic, and you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darwin Grimm, the Human Monk, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Nate on Twitter. Hi, I'm Shannon. I play Aranis Gray, also known as Gray the Great to my fans, and the Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. I am a half-elf bard, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Shannon on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. While recovering in the woods outside Capris, you encountered a pair of Genasi, members of the conscription. They were transporting prisoners to Esbeth for sentencing. Princess Colette and her companion Horatio, Felicity Hallibrook, and a young aspiring gnome bard, Tonk Maggle. The intense and brutal fight left Ingrid, the fire Genasi, in a fiery, withered state, and Felicity missing an arm. Iolana used her skills to make Iskra the ice genasi, more receptive to Darwin once they regain consciousness. Meanwhile, Darwin and Aranus made a deal with Princess Colette for her to eliminate Elizabeth. Though Aranus couldn't bring himself to say it out loud, Darwin had no issue asking for her death. Tonk, in an effort to impress his idol, persuaded Aranus to perform a duet. As the pair filled the area with song, you were all quickly enveloped by a wave of spiders, great and small, heading to Capris. What do you do? Are they... My question is, are the spiders still coming or have they passed at this point? Like, do we have to worry about them overwhelming us? Well, that depends on how long you want to wait through the spiders. (laughs) It is not an endless wave of spiders. Let's say that much. The reason I ask this is because Eolan is fully prepared to throw up an ice wall that we could hide behind because then they'd have to go around the wall or through it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, let's say after about a minute of spider wave, it thins out unless you really are worried that they're going to do something to you or you really just hate spiders and want to kill them all now. I'm having a struggle because like Arnis doesn't, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> I want to kill them all with fire. But Arnis is just like, they just are doing their thing. <laughs> I mean, thousands and thousands of spiders acting in concert is mm, not normal spider behavior. Yeah. If no one's freaking out, then just let them pass. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, then they pass and they keep heading towards Capris. Then after the spiders all leave and, and you're alone in the woods again with your prisoners who I must remind you are not dead. Tied up, but not dead. What do you want to do? Iolana has already explained to Darwin that he can play the good cop in this interrogation very easily. Mm-hmm. Then looks to Vale and Arnis and 
asks if either of them would like to assist in the interrogation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not so much for like bad cops, so like I can jump in on the good cop side if you need it. <laughs> but you do have RNS persuades. But it's, you know, it's not really my interrogation to make either. Yeah. Because Ilana implanted a false memory into Iskra that'll last for 24 hours. Something about Darwin being right in his interpretation of Coram's laws. It's a vision of Coram telling her that Darwin is right and whoever she's following is wrong and to follow Darwin. Yes, 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 yes. So they have a memory of that that they have to contend with, which will definitely make things easier for Darwin. They'll be far more receptive to him. But if you want to interrogate Iskra, we just got to wake him up and we can have a little interrogation scene here. Vale steps back and offers to Iolana to be the bad cop should one be needed. And Iolana looks to Darwin and says, I doubt my services will be necessary, but should they? All you must do is nod. Okay. How are we waking up Iskra? I don't know. Poke him. <laughs> Boop. Okay. Bucket of water. <laughs> bucket of water. <laughs> great, great, great. Throw a bucket of water onto the person who's like half frozen all the time. <laughs> that seems like it will end well. They won't notice. It'll just freeze. Exactly. Um, what is it? Poking? Bucket of water? Slap in the face? I can give him a gentle slap in the face if like, we not want to wake them up gently. If you want to wake them up not gently, Aranus is not going to do that. Very fair. <laughs> but you may do as you like. Like I said, this isn't my this isn't my thing. All right. Whoever's waking them up, just tell me how it's going down. If I'm the good cop, it's probably not me. Unless I'm doing it nicely, but I don't think I am. Yolanda watches as everyone hesitates, and she's done her fair share of interrogations. So she kneels down next to the sleeping Janasi and backhands her. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yolanda smacks Iskra in the face. Who starts coming to? Oh. 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 Like, notices she's tied up. What? Untie me. Let me go. I've got work to do. What work? Oh, Dar- Darvin. <sighs> the will of Coram, of course. Um, I, do I know specifically what they're referring to from previous? Mm, I mean, the will of Coram probably means killing people or tending gotcha. to the dead. But okay. uh, could also mean the punishment of these, well... Not prisoners anymore. Okay. Then I'm going to ask straight up. How are you planning to enact the will of Quorum? <sighs> there are those suffering from the withering who need his grace. But, but Darwin, if, if my vision is true, if, if what I've seen is accurate, you may, have a, you may have a closer connection, a closer directive from him than I do. I have a closer directive to him than most do, but I don't know what you saw. If they are more receptive to Darwin, that doesn't mean doesn't mean she's his lapdog. So I'm uh, just going to say, if you untie me, I can tell you all about the vision that he gave me. That's not how this works. <laughs> well, then how does this work? How about you tell us where... All the pieces of me are. 
That's a good start. <laughs> Go ahead and roll persuasion with advantage, Darvin. Thanks to Iolana's mind magic. Thanks, Iolana. Persuasion is not my best. No, I'm bad at it. I got a 21. Ooh. Starting the night off right. Okay, good. Darvin, I'd love to help you out there. Really. I just don't know where they all are. Malsius has been distributing them across the members of the conscription. The largest concentration of them, of course, are with him down in Libera, with himself and with his closest followers. But there are dozens of members of the conscription that were sent out into the world. The entire world? Or like the continent? or Our instructions were to head north from Libera, and when we got to the shore, to go elsewhere. Once we reached the northern shores of Sarakar to find transport to the other continents. Now, from what I've heard, that's going to be a lot more difficult now as she kind of looks up at one of the giant branches of the ocean stretching across the sky. But thanks to those pendants, you know, time and danger wasn't really going to be an issue. Are you... Hmm, is there a different interpretation of Corm's word? that I should be adhering to is, yeah. and oh okay well if we're not if we're not to bring Coram's grace to those suffering from the withering then what are we supposed to do to them <laughs> I don't think she gets that like that's not the issue <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> well the false memory wasn't this is exactly what he said right. to do it was just like Darwin's right and right that's not the issue Oh, then then what is? The issue is that you're using me, or rather an arrangement Coram made with me, as I'm his instrument, to actively go against his will. Hmm. But, but Darvin, Coram's law doesn't say it's sacrilege to not die. Just says it's sacrilege to die more than once. Right? No, the law is the only good death is a permanent death. So you're saying it's wrong to use these pendants? Yes, exactly. You okay with me jumping in? Because I have a, I yes. have an idea. And I, um, yeah, I need help here. Okay. This is clearly this is not Darwin's strong suit. All right. I believe what my friend is attempting to say, right, by quoting Coram's word here, that the only good death is a permanent one is that if it is your time to go meet Coram and you are using that, as I point to the amulet. Oh, no, I guess we have it now. Yeah, you have right? them both. We have it. You can just, like, Sorry. And if you're using up. this, as I hold it up, to avoid that death, it comes to the same thing. Hmm. So what you're doing is you're taking his law and you're equivocating it to meet your own wants. Nice. Oh, all right, Arnis, you, you can equivocate. I love the word equivocate. It's a good word. <laughs> all right, Arnis, roll persuasion. You don't get advantage. 22. Okay, well, I don't have the pendant anymore. And and if Malsius is correct, then unless I get it back, I will lose its protection soon enough. But if we want to get metaphysical about things... If we want to get philosophical about things, is Darwin's use of it any worse than mine? 
My use of what? This ability, this gift. Mm. <laughs> it's not a gift. It's a price. Okay, okay. Well, I I don't know what it's like to have this with me 100% of the time. I don't have to carry this with me all the time. I, in fact, am not carrying it with me now. You have my pendant. You have Ingrid's pendant. So I can't know all the complexities of it. But now that I no longer have it, and now that I'm at your mercy... Darwin, you've told me a lot of things of what not to do, but knowing the wrong thing is a good first step. What's the right thing? How do I atone for my use of that item? At this, Iolana speaks for the first time since the interrogation hey. began, and she says, insinuating some stuff here, but planting a seed, mm -hmm. it would seem to me that the greatest thing someone could do in this situation is work to stop the abominations from happening, to actively move against those that would use this magic for wrong. All right, Iolana, you can roll some persuasion here. Yeah, and before the interrogation began, I activated my uh, ability that gives me uh, proficiency in interrogation, intimidation. Did that happen last time, or is this like a... No, I had done it. <laughs> On my paper slash in my brain and just hadn't mentioned it. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm totally cool it's with this being a thing. bonus action, so it's just yeah. like, take a breath and it's good to go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you want intimidation? No, persuasion. persuasion. Okay. Unless you're really yeah. being the bad cop and you're going to no. hold a which weapon to the them. One, which is also not the one I put the dot in. I put it in intimidation, so. Okay. Uh, persuasion is plus two. Cool. Uh, it's a 14. Hmm. Well, I'm... I'm ill-equipped to do it on my own now, and without it would make standing against those who do have it far more dangerous. I couldn't do it alone. Sounds like a uh, follower of Quorum is afraid of death? Not afraid. Mm -hmm. Not afraid. Just saying, if the way to atone is to stop others, if I die at the first one... I would obviously be leaving my task unfulfilled. And at this, Iolana speaks again and says, no, not all tasks must be taken on head on. You see, as I believe it, Darwin intends to do something about this issue himself. And it would be beneficial for him to have an ally when he arrives to face Malsius. It sounds to me like you're trying to Tell them to go be a sleeper agent back in Libera almost. Yep. Okay, Amazing. okay. Glad I'm picking up on that. Okay. How would I explain my return to Libera and to Malsius? He is not expecting us to come back, let alone without the pendants. If I don't have one, chances are he will either send me away or just give me another one. Why not just tell him that that's why you came back? All right, fair point. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Curse your logic. That's what I'm here for, apparently, this evening. The logics. <laughs> and how long would I have to keep up this charade? Don't know. Days? Weeks? Months? Who knows? That's a <laughs> big window. I don't know. 
We got stuff to do. <laughs> I don't know that I say any of this. Like, how long would I have to keep up the charade? Um, it's probably going to be a while. We have at least I don't know one thing to do before we get down there. I think, but I don't actually know what the plan is right now. Hmm. Okay. Then uh, yeah, I think she's she's going to address that part, Darwin. If it's my task to go back to Malsius and wait for you, what will you be doing in the meantime? Why can't we simply all go down there together? Hmm. Yolanda pop up at this one. Strategically, he would instantly assume he would make the connection between his Darwin's arrival and yours much faster. If you were to arrive and maintain your cover for an extended amount of time, when Darwin arrives, there will be less suspicion as to your connection to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. As a quick aside, while I am absolutely not against this plan at all, this sounds like a whole lot of fun having person on the inside waiting to help you. Um, at the very least, Iolana knows this false memory only lasts a day, at which point it just goes away. She won't know it's a lie, but she knows the memory goes away of this vision of saying, hey, listen to Darwin, he's got it right, which will put them in a interesting situation. I'm not sure how I'm going to handle that yet, but that's more for let's deal with that when the time comes. But uh, mm, securing that loyalty beyond the one day uh, would probably be an important thing. Uh, So let's see. Iskra will ask, okay, if I'm down there keeping a cover and waiting for an unknown period of time, if this is something I have to go do on my own, it would certainly be a lot easier if you were to, I don't know, untie me, patch me up a little bit. And if you have any extra supplies, we were so close to Capris, we were going to get more there. But if I turn around now, it's weeks before I get to another proper city. So would you be willing to help me out? Um, Sure. Though, I don't know that we particularly have any supplies to help you. What we do have is money to help you buy supplies for your return journey. So you can buy me some supplies then? I'm sorry, I don't understand why you can't just walk into town and get them yourself. Oh, so I don't need to return today. She's under the impression that you just want her to turn around and leave. Oh, is anybody going to fight me on this, that she can go into town and buy supplies? I just mm. want to make sure that I'm not, yeah. not telling her something no. I shouldn't. <laughs> Seems fair. Okay. So, so no, you don't need to leave like this second. Mm-hmm. You have time to buy supplies. All right, well, money won't heal me. Is there something you can do about that? Out of curiosity, what time of day is it? It's early morning still. <laughs> hey, it was either that or fight wounded. That's fine. Uh, yeah, sure. I cast level one cure wounds on her. Ooh, tell me how much health she's getting back. Ooh, not as much as she'd like. She gets eight health back. <laughs> well, it's better than the one she had before. Yep. Or mechanically none and was in a very bad way. <sighs> Thank you. Now, about these restraints. Hmm? Um, Darwin? She doesn't know anybody else's names. It's only that vision that oh. lets her know who Darwin is. She just <laughs> looks at everybody, but she can only really just like, like Darwin. She would call Arnus Arnus if she could. Doesn't know his name. 
Nope, didn't share that. Um, before we do that, I'm gonna give her some moolah for oh. supplies. Oh, throwing money at a tied up person—that's cold. Well, I mean, <laughs> not I can, at like, them, dig, you know. I can like dig around for it while someone else is getting stuff. Oh, I'll just—I'll ask her. How much money do you need for supplies? How much do you have? Mm. Uh, well, that ain't how that works. You tell me what you need. <laughs> I don't know what prices are like in Capris. Maybe Toss I her need... one of the diamonds. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's going to you, make you look like a baller. That is such a rich bitch move. Um, Each one's worth 100 gold. Should be more than enough. That doesn't matter. We have so much fucking money. Like <laughs> You could drop two and be like, that's for supplies and that's for passage home. <gasps> Probably could drop one and it would cover all of those things. <clears throat> okay. Here's what I'm going to do. Darvin, is there anything else you need from her? No, I think we're good. Hmm. Cool. Um, You can go ahead and get to work untying her. And here's for your supplies. And I literally just drop one of the diamonds in her lap. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Settle down, Akiri. Settle oh my down. god. Oh my god. Please, no. I got them from him. And I'm using them to pay somebody off. I hate uh, my life. All right. Artist drops a diamond into Iskra's lap. She looks down at it, looks up at Arnis. With just like a, it's a look of incredulousness, like not expecting a diamond at all. It's fully expecting just some money, you know, <laughs> like a normal person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who's untying her? Uh, I'm going to let Darwin do it. Then I guess I'm untying her. Okay. As you untie her, she grabs the diamond for one. She stands up. She puts a very cold hand on your shoulder, Darwin. Thank you, Darwin. <sighs> I'm glad that you're a reasonable person. Yeah, me too. You know, that was the first time I had a vision of Corum when he came to me about you. So, so if there's any other words of wisdom that you have for me from him, I'd be glad to hear them. Okay, I'll say you've been given a second chance. Don't waste it. Do Corum's will. Don't break it. Hmm. Nice. All right, Darwin. She takes in your, she takes your message, gives you a firm squeeze on the shoulder, and it's even colder. You can feel the chill run into your chest. She gives everybody a quick little passing glance before heading off to Capris. Meanwhile, you all still have Tonk and Felicity and Princess Colette and Horatio hanging about. And now you have a little bit more information about Malcius. And perhaps an ally. Man, I knew that guy was a jerk, but that guy's really a jerk. Right? What is the plan? I, now that we're done with her, I'm going to walk back up to Princess Colette and be like, uh, so apparently your buddy Ray called some spiders. What's that about? Well, I see thousands of spiders marching through the woods towards Capris, and I just Mm -hmm. assume that Ray's involved. Mm Mm-hmm. What's he going to do with them? Not that I expect you to know the answer to this question, but like... Uh, nothing good for whoever they're for, I can almost assure you. That might actually be good for us. Depending on who they're for. 
Well, I mean, he's. Uh, I'm right that Ray is allied with who is that? Makura. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. it might not be terrible. Yeah. Her and Holly and Ray are a little trio of Holly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say Holly. Okay. She's a tiefling. I second. I second guessed myself. Makura is more like the leader there among the three of them. Okay. All right. Well. Hmm. Okay. Uh. Well, if. Ray is about what I think he's about, like loyalty wise, he may be starting some shit in the direction we were going to have you go. Hey, everybody roll perception. Oh, damn. I don't want to. Ooh, I do want to. <laughs> well, then be in the dark, Arnis. I like that. <laughs> Chris, let's start with Vale. 13. And Ilana? 16. Hmm. Darvin. Dirty 20. Aranus. 24. Okay. In which case, Iolana, Darvin, Aranus. Oh, actually, let me roll for Tonk real quick. Oh, ha, ha, look who's critting on his perception roll. Oh, them little gnomiers. <laughs> As you're having your chat with Princess Colette about all the spiders and Ray and what he may or may not be up to, you see Tonk's head perk up as if he hears something. And then right after that, Iolana, Aranis, and Darvin, you all also hear the roar of Ezebeth in the distance. Not a happy roar. An angry and pained roar. What do you do? <laughs> I look right at Colette and go, ah, tis your cue. My cue? Somebody's cue. To do what? Are you kidding me? No. I th- uh, did we not, like, have an arrangement where we'd let you go and you'd go take care of her? Yes. Doesn't mean I'm doing it this very moment. Well, it sounds like somebody's got her softened up, so I don't see a better time. <laughs> I'm not going to go after her with just Horatio. I was going to get more forces for a definitive victory. They're already there. (laughs) I'm Uh, pretty sure Ray brought the spider force. (laughs) Roll persuasion. Oh, it's a booty roll. Booty. What you got? Still comes to a 19. Six on the die. Cruddy roll. Stop having such a good bonus. Uh, no, I don't think I will. Thank you. (laughs) (sighs) I suppose there's no harm in assessing the situation. She turns, motions to Horatio, and the two of them start just meandering back towards Capris. Whereas Iskra, left with a purpose, Princess Colette and Horatio are taking their time. She's in no rush. <laughs> so, you still have Felicity and Tong with you. What do you want to do? I don't actually know. So, uh, Arnest is just going to be like, so, what's the plan, people? What are we doing? Where are we going? Going to do some stuff? Take care of some shit? What are we doing? Tonk runs up right next to you. Yeah, let's uh, let's go have an adventure. Ooh. <laughs> I'll deal with that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> As you say this, you see a very uh, pointed look pass from Iolana to Vale and from Vale back to Iolana and they both look at you and they say nothing. <laughs> Swear to God, if you hurt this boy. 
You all talking in your heads? Everybody else shakes their head no. <laughs> so, like... Yeah, what is the... Pl- like, you've got a bunch I of different... It. Hey, kid, we want to build a fire. Can you go get, like, some wood? And you see Vale nod, and then look to the halfling. Um, halfling. You talking about Felicity? Felicity? Yes. yes. Uh, she's got one arm. She is not gonna... Nah, she's... Uh... I mean, if you if you ask, she might try, but she's not in a good spot to go do help. Okay, so I I tell that thing to to oh my god, what is his name? Tonk. Tonk. Okay. Or you could call him Maggle the Magnificent. Sorry. So I tell him to go do the like firewood thing. Okay. So yeah, Tonk slings his loot over his shoulder with the strap and just rushes off and starts gathering up some wood nearby. You can still see him. Cool. As for her, uh, she's cool. Also, she's, like, not going anywhere. Like, seriously? Felicity slowly ambles next to Darwin's side. I'll do what I can, but, yeah, I'm a little limited on my wood gathering right now. Okay. Yolanda starts then by saying, well, this will be a little bit more... I almost said veiled. That would be a very horrible (laughs) pun. Um... Ah, you clearly don't know us at all. (laughs) (laughs) A little more challenging, but we can have this discussion with her present. That is fine. I, she's a trusted ally and I don't, I know that you don't know her or trust her, but we do back me up here, Darwin. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Then Yolanda looks to both of you and says, are you willing to put her life in danger? Oh, Jesus. No. You don't think she's already in danger? There are certain things she doesn't know. Oh, shit. All right. Um, we can talk oh. around it. Oh, crap. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead and talk around it. Because we know what you mean. Okay. Yeah. I mean, unless you're saying, like, we need to go to the Assassin's Guild and get a bunch of assassins and go do some assassinating. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I don't think we're gonna have an issue just talking around it. Yeah, no, no, I know. Nod. I know. Okay, <laughs> wink, wink, but nudge, nudge. Say no more. It was important no that that part of the conversation be had mm-hmm. too. I got you. Especially I Especially from Iolana. I got you. I got you. Yeah, Iolana takes a moment, and you see them kind of think their thoughts through, or think her thoughts through, and says, "Okay, Vale and I intend that our next stop is to free my father." Yeah, I would have suggested the same thing. Wonderful. You do know where he is, correct? She's in the capital. Yes. (laughs) Which is bad for me, but that's okay. We are not so concerned about gaining access to the capital, as we have allies who have ways to get us in. Oh, right. Of course. We also believe that should you and Darwin assist in freeing my father he may have the ability to solve your problem which one (laughs) (laughs) and very pointedly says your problem Uh, isn't hinting the big one that you want to solve uh, are you keeping the withering a secret from felicity is this about cade I'm as the DM. I just want to know which one you're talking about. Yolanda is trying to not say but, some things out loud. I mean, like out of character, you can just tell me, like, which one are you hinting at? Is insinuating that uh, at the withering. Oh, okay, okay. Huh. Um. Yeah. 
captured genies, uh, sorry, captured Jin and other other similar people do have the ability to uh, grant wish. Uh, it's just a matter of how powerful they are and how big the ask is. Huh. She says, traditionally, the Jin, my my father's people, she says, tend to grant their wishes with malice. It's pretty well known that if you capture someone, they're not going to want to do your bidding. But given that you'd be assisting in their freedom, I believe my father would be thankful and not as opaque in how he grants your wish. Hmm. Okay. What are we waiting for? Ioana uh, simply says then the next step would be to, oh, we have two options. As far as I can tell, we can attempt to book passage straight to the capital and manipulate our way in and find a contact when we arrive. Or we can book passage to another known location where the guild has strength and use those connections to book better and safer passage into the capital. I mean, we have to get back on a boat. You all have seen the ocean recently, right? Because I don't, I mean, that's not going to happen. Are you just talking about like getting a wagon and going for it? Because I think that's really our option. Well, I mean. I'm not going back out there. You don't want to take a scamper jack trip halfway across the continent? (laughs) Fuck no. (laughs) That sounds fucking terrifying. I mean, that guy was awesome, but fuck no. No, yeah, Iolana would then suggest that by land is probably the surest route in the current situation. Do you mean land on the roads or land through the ocean? Uh, land on the roads. I'd hate to have okay. the ocean suddenly work again while you're <laughs> trekking across it on the right. bottom of it. That sounds problematic. Right? All right. All right. As it seems you're coming to a decision, Tonk has returned uh, several times with small piles of wood. He's got little arms and little legs, so he can't get too far and carry too much. <laughs> but he sets them all down where you had a previous campfire. Uh, yeah, he sets them all up in a campfire. He plays a quick little tune, cast prestidigitation, lights a fire. Impressive. Most impressive. Felicity says, well, I might need a little while. She you know, like shrugs her shoulder that's missing the arm, but I might be able to lend a hand. And at this, for the first time since the battle started, Vale just, you hear them just say, no. Why? And Vale doesn't say anything else. They just that was just a definitive no, no answers given. Felicity looks around, like pausing on everybody else's face, like Ilana, Arnis, Darvin. Felicity. There there are things about where we are going that you just can't know. And not that, like, you don't have the capacity to understand them, but, like, you are not allowed to know them for fear of, like, your safety, not just me being a jerk. Um, If I may ask something from you, though, please go find Sam. Of course, it'd be great to see Sam again. I hope he's doing okay. Last saw him just outside of Honey Hollow, so... At least I know where to look. It's a, it's a long ways back, though. 
Hmm. Uh, the fire lit. Tonk rushes over. Okay, I got the fire set. <laughs> we ready to figure out our plan? Yeah, about that. I feel like if we ever come back to this town, Cynthia is just going to kill me. Like, kill me. Because I just keep sending people to her. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking advantage of the fact that she's a decent, well, now human being. Um, uh, Tonk. <clears throat> I just get to deliver all the bad news today, don't I? Um, you can't come with us. But, but, but why not? I, I'm learning spells and and songs, and with your help, I could learn more. I, I know you are, and. Uh, you're doing very well, and your skill is already impressive. But we're not talking about going to like fight some goblins for a chest of treasure. Like that's not that's not what we mean when we say like adventure in air quotes. Like <laughs> we're the. <laughs> The forces that we are dealing with are far stronger and far uglier than that. I know I'm small, and I know I'm young, and I know I'm inexperienced. But I'm not completely inexperienced. And if there's a way for me to help, I want to help. I'm not afraid. I'm not I'm not my mom, you know. I not worried about my own safety so much. It'll be okay. I mean, you've been doing this for years. and Yes, I've been doing this. We've been doing this for years. And even if you're not worried about your safety, I am. Where we're going, you can't follow. <sighs> and even if you think you're ready, you're not. Roll persuasion. Ooh. Oh God! Did you crit fail? No, I'm oh, about dang. to just—I'm about to destroy him. I got a thirty. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see this kid deflate in front of you. Just like that, that smile drops from his face. His shoulders slump. If I'm not—if I don't stay with you, uh, where do I go? I. I don't have anybody here. I can't just walk home by myself. There's all those spiders. There's that dragon. I. If you want to continue building your skill as a bard, I can suggest somewhere in this town for you to go. If that's what you want. Where? I mean, I guess you're a bit young for a bar, but it's not like you're going to be drinking. Um... <laughs> There's a bar in town called the Blue Crab run by a woman named Cynthia Garrelis. And, and she's a musician? She's a bard? No, but I played in her bar for several months. And if you went in and said that I said that you might be able to play there to like practice your skills, I can almost guarantee that she would let you. How would I learn new songs if... There's not a bard there to teach me. Make them up. Write them yourself. You don't need a bard to learn new songs. You are a bard, right? 
Well, I mean, I haven't been to school or nothing. Ah, going to school doesn't make you a bard. I mean, it does, but it just... Don't <laughs> I mean, there's that. literally level three, pick <laughs> your school. It's fine. <laughs> shh, 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 don't tell him. Aranus is really just, like, throwing diamonds at people and bootstrapping this little kid, like, fucking A. Well, I can't, I can't <laughs> I know, take no, no, him no. with us. And I could send him with Felicity, but I think where she's going is going to be just as dangerous. And so I'm like, I'm trying to protect him by shoving him away. This is I'm really just hard. Being, I'm You're just being, being a jerk here. You're being mean, because... and this is hard. <laughs> Because you're being mean to all the NPCs right now. I know, but I can't. They can't come with <laughs> us. It's so dangerous what we're going to do. <laughs> and you know what makes things less dangerous is less people. Anyways. What is Felicity going to do? <laughs> like, when we're fighting off a whatever, a horde of whoever. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Just to, okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, in any case, can I get some, like, confirmation from people that I'm doing the right thing? Like, should we be taking all these people with us? Am I an idiot? Yes, you're doing the right thing. No, we can't bring them with us. <laughs> okay. It is way more dangerous than he is prepared to handle right now. <laughs> I'm just feeling like such an asshole, even we though I... test him. <laughs> I'm not taking a child where no, we're I mean, going. Very simply, test him. Like, have him... Try and go toe-to-toe with any one of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what he says here, and then we'll see if that's necessary. Uh, he starts, uh, like, you know, that, that kid. Well, he's a teen, so it's not, like, super little kid, but he starts that, that childish act of just kind of, like, kicking at the ground. Like, <sighs> if it's not safe enough for me, if you think that it's too dangerous, I guess I can <sighs> stay. But you gotta listen, you gotta come and listen to me play, right? Come to my first show. Arnis is really terrified to go back in that bar. <laughs> I know. Very, he's very uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, if this Vale will speak up. Thank you, Vale. Kid, take a hint. We oh. don't want you around for your own safety. All right, we're not going back into town. And if we go back in town, it's to get on a boat and leave. All right. Don't meet your heroes. They only disappoint. Fuck. Oh, how do you feel, Artis? I, I literally have no words. What? After you just heard Vale say, don't meet your hero. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <sighs> Artis is not okay. I'm just trying to figure out how, how Tonk's going to react to Vale. Because I do have to remind myself that he is a kid. He is childish. <sighs> he pulls his, his loop back in front of him, like, not in a happy way, not in a sad way. Like, you know, when you see a kid angrily pull out their phone to try to ignore the adults that are being jerks to them, <laughs> Vale. Uh, he mumbles something under his breath. He plays like a quick chord. And there's this big puff of smoke in Vale's face as Tonk, like, turns and starts just kind of kid angry walking towards Capris, following in the direction Princess Colette went. Well, that worked. Arnis slumps to the ground. All right. What do you, what's happening? You said the other Genasi that we fought 
has given way entirely to the withering at this point, right? Oh, Ingrid. Yeah, she's been completely encapsulated in bone. And there are just like seams of glowing fire from underneath coming out. Okay. The interplay between the Grim Pendant and the Withering is weird, to say the least. We've removed that from... Yes. 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 But its effects aren't totally worn off. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Then everybody's left, right? It's just the four of us? Felicity's still here. She hasn't left yet. She she will be going on her other mission to find Sam, but she's uh, taking it easy. Vale and Iolana begin to take down what's left of our camp and pack up to go. So as soon as Tonk lights this fire, you're putting it out. <laughs> yeah, we're not staying here. You hear a melancholy tune coming from Tonk's direction. Beam, doom, doom. Um, okay, and you start taking down the camp. No problem. You can put out this fire and gather up your belongings. Felicity can dust herself off. She grabs her stump, which is starting to thaw. Thanks to Darwin and Arnis's attention, it's not bleeding profusely as it starts to thaw. But she winces in pain a little bit. She holds her shoulder, holds her stump. I should probably head into town before I take off. I might need a I might need a minute to let this uh, at least warm up and uh, I don't know. Stitch up some sleeves. Uh. I can give you some tips on that, says Vale. <laughs> that is like the most friendly thing I've ever heard Vale say. <laughs> and it's just purely like, it's just, it's utilitarian the way they say it. And they walk over and kind of like show them how to, they don't do it for them. They she show you how to one-handed stitch in a sleeve up. She was half joking. So she's taking this attention and just like, oh. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. But sure. Practical knowledge. I was probably just going to get a tailor or something or <laughs> a piece of string and tie them off. But yeah, thank, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'll be in Capris probably for a few days while I get things in order. Uh, see if there's anybody there who wants to help, <sighs> you know, provided that the spiders are gone. If there's anything you ever need, just, uh, Yeah. You know where to find me. Well, actually, no, you don't. If you need something, let me know soon, because I'll be off again. But if there's nothing anybody needs from her right now... I don't think so. She will leave. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, we want to thank Vanessa Blockland for our podcast art. You can find more of her work on Twitter at Art by Vanessa B. 
And thanks to Daryl Dibber-Reckonos for creating our theme music. You can find more of his music at DibberMusic.com and on Twitter at DibberMusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrim.